0: Hey, hey, I love that
1: song. Hey, I love it. It's perfect. It says,
0: Bad times are coming, and you're done, Reput, put, you're going to sell. That reminds me of a real estate. (laughs) That's what it reminds me of. Bad times coming, Mark? Man, oh, man. It's, it's, we could talk about the economy and what people are saying I, actually i think we should a little
1: bit i honestly I, th- I really think that we should have fun but whatever if you want to depress the crap out of people no, so we're gonna have a contest here's, here here's the deal things are not uh yeah yeah we can talk about this let's see let's, see. let's have right, the contest. Before,
0: uh, see to be fair let's before we do before we talk about bad news let's not get our blood pressure high so i've got a cuff i get my blood pressure cuff on here okay so i'm gonna do mine you're gonna do yours who do you think's gonna have better blood pressure so one well, one twenty one twenty over eighty is is kind of the gold standard. That's what it's supposed to be. Okay, right. And then what's
1: better? Lower would be better than that. And then so both numbers are lower. I think so. I don't understand blood pressure. You don't need to just
0: if you if if you do this and you're like one forty over ninety, you're high. What's, I don't know, I don't know what that means. I don't it, know what it's, that it's means. It's how your blood's pumping through your body.
1: But what's the one, one goes for? into your heart, one comes out of your heart, that kind of thing. Somebody's going to hear this and send diastolic. Us, send, us a, send us a tweet, or they're going to Google it and send me a link. That's like, hey Ross, this explains what the blood pressure numbers mean. I'm 100%. sure I've I'm sure I've heard it before. Okay. You got a I lot just, of stress in your life. You're
0: always telling me that. As you know, I've got plenty. But myself.
1: man, I feel like I handle my stress well. Right. I, I you know this, and I and I don't share this. I don't share with. And the— refrain from talking during measurement. Oh, you're okay. I'll tell my stories then. Um I do have a lot of crap in my life, and so I don't talk about a lot of it. I do feel like I handle it pretty well i mean i don't I don't complain about it a lot uh, you know what i mean you've you've been around me dude when I've had really big things happen indeed and i I just don't ever really wear stress I try not to I try not to worry about the past I try not to worry too much about the future you've helped me with both of those things in in my in my mental state you've helped me. Um, you know, with kind of realizing that uh, the the past is your memory, the future is your imagination, and the only real is now, right? That's I think that's an Alan Watts or some other philosopher thing. That's why they call today the present because it's it's, it is and it's it's, that gift. All that goofy stuff is real, man. Oh, that's not too bad. I think. Hey, my okay. So while you're doing that, my wife is calling. All right,
0: one one twenty one over eighty six is what I'm reading. One twenty one over eighty six actually pretty good and uh, a pulse rate of 86 beats per minute which is a little bit a uh, little bit high for Marky but uh, we're gonna see if Ross can beat 121 over 86
1: one if I can beat 121 over 86 I mean yeah all right so Ross, put it on so on so hold on you. yours it was pretty good then because you said the average that you said the target was what one 120
0: over 80 so no that's really good I mean, it would go good, good enough. I mean, someone fit and younger is going to probably have lower blood pressure than that.
1: Bad times coming. All right, Ross, here we go. All right, just hit that on low. button and uh, hey, hey. hit the on button. That's all. Okay. It's going to feel tight. Hit the, oh, there's a button underneath it. I was touching it like a touch screen. No, no, no. No, no, no. There's this a is button. Old school. This physical is old school. button. Two over twenty-four. Is that? Alright, hey, my pulse was 86. Now it's 12. Now it's flashing zero. Oh, now it's getting tight. What is happening? You might want to shush a little bit. You're
0: not supposed to talk during the test, Ross. I'm gonna guess you're like gonna be like 115 over 75. Let's see. We only got a couple, couple seconds left to know the results. Pulse rate? That's gonna be the bottom number, is your pulse rate, Ross? What we got 117,
1: 117
0: over 83, 83. All right, all right, You beat me. And then the, what's and then your the pulse rate? 80. A little what bit lower than mine. Mine was 86.
1: Okay. But, and I was talking at the beginning. You're good to go. See, I mean, I decide, I, I don't know. You're good to go, man. Okay, cool. You're not going to die on this show. And uh, and high blood pressure is an indication that you're about to die. And uh, low, ru- low blood blood pressure, you're like, okay, dude, you're cool.
0: Uh, you don't want it too low. Too low is yeah, I also think bad. Be, think that'd be bad. Your too. blood's not really flowing anywhere. It's right,
1: pulling up like taffy. I don't. Have know. you ever had a blood clot? Not to my knowledge, dude. I about had the worst tombstone of all time. Really? Seriously. What happened? I'm sure I've told you this story. No, in some form, I've never so heard i I've
0: never heard a blood
1: clot oh, story dude. for you. <laughs> I almost died playing slow-pitch softball. Wow. Uh, this is about man, um, 10, 15 years ago. It was when I quit playing softball. This was the notice of like, hey, dummy. Yep. So I was playing third base, and uh, a dude hit, and I always had a really good glove. I can't hit for shit, but I've always had a really good glove and understood baseball. So I was a good ball player. Uh, decent ball player. I wasn't good. Ball gets smoked to my left side. I go to field it, and it hits my leg. It, mm-hmm. I kind of, kind of miss it, and yeah. it hits. You got my, in front of me You stopped it. Yeah, it's a nice yeah, play. It hits my calf. Pick the ball up. Throw it across. me. damn, that hurt. Um, that weekend, that was a Friday, or that was a, that was a Thursday night. That weekend, I was going on a road trip with my buddy Josh Alton, who's a stand-up comedian. He was doing a tour where he was doing shows in Chicago and, and Indiana, and then up the uh, the Michigan coast of of Lake Michigan. We went to Grand for, for Grand Rapids. and Anyway, so we get next Friday morning after getting smoked in the leg, hop in a car, drive to, I want to say Chicago. Maybe we even drove up into Michigan that night. And we get to the hotel. Josh FaceTimes his wife, who is a doctor. And he's like, hey, we made it to the hotel. We're getting ready. you are going to get cleaned up, Ross. I'm going to go out tonight. And as I am like... Taking my shoes off or whatever, I noticed the bottom of my foot is black. I mean, it's <laughs> it. It looks like somebody took a magic marker and scrubbed the bottom of my foot.
0: Wow, it doesn't hurt. So you got blood pooling.
1: I'm like, what the hell is that? I had no idea what it was, Mark. Yeah. I, and honestly, what I thought it was, I think I was wearing like a new pair of shoes or something. And in my head, I was like, there must have been a dye on the sole <laughs> of the shoe, and it got and it's that's what that's what it looked like. It. I had no pain. Yeah. And luckily I kind of said something to Josh. He turned his phone. He's like, "Oh, Kim, look at Ross's foot." Yeah. And Kim's like, "Ross, you got to go to the you guys have to go to the emergency room. You yeah. have you got a blood clot and you have blood pooling in your foot." <sighs> um so we did, and luckily they found out pretty quickly that it was basically one of the veins going away from my heart, not to my heart. It wasn't going to be deadly. Yeah. But there was that half there was that moment of like Oh my God! I'm yep. gonna be dead, and it's gonna have to say on my tombstone: "Hit by a softball." Here's Ross flag. died playing slow pitch softball as a I'm grown man. I'm surprised he didn't
0: hurt at all. That you didn't feel it pulling up.
1: Not a bit. That's no, it's crazy. Yeah. Wow. Black,
0: so, dude. What did they? What did they do to fix it? I don't
1: even remember. Uh, if if anything, medication can remember. get clots
0: moving sometimes. That, yeah, If
1: they gave me a blood thinner, I don't yeah, even remember. Could been.
0: Could have been. How long did it take to get? Away, yeah, again,
1: normal. It, I, I don't, it didn't, it, there was no pain. Yeah. So I don't recall, man. I don't remember thinking about it. And this was 15 years ago or so. I think it was before we had Eli.
0: I'm glad. I feel, feel like I, that was about to happen. I'm case. glad you didn't die. Me too. The show would have sucked. Oh,
1: it would have been awful
0: without you. Well, we're both still here. So it was an interesting show last week. We got some good comments. Thanks for uh, the people that reached out. Had a few people on Twitter and elsewhere say, wasn't expecting that. But it was good. Didn't have anybody reach out and say that show sucked. So. Maybe <laughs> they're just being nice was, and didn't so, want to say
1: it. My mom used to tell me nobody's ever going to tell you when they uh, when they think you suck and I I wish she would have been around long enough to see what Twitter has become because Yeah, I she, know. Honestly, it's the opposite. People stick around and tell you you suck. It's
0: usually the the opposite of that. Yeah. They tell you how bad you are. They don't want to reach out and say, oh, "I appreciated you." Or what whatever you did, so
1: I've been lucky enough in that. I've been really lucky in that. I've talked about that, Mark. And
0: well, you when you got fired, you got that was a the biggest that. one. You <laughs> had the
1: best line ever for that when you said, "I got to experience my own funeral." Yeah, and that's what that was. and I kind of got to do that again when I left the afternoon show and went to went back to mornings. Uh, I got to have a, you know a little taste of that again, where I told people, hey, "I'm leaving. I'm going to be back, but I'm leaving," and that was fun. It was a, it's it's fun to have people pat you on the back and say. Job well done.
0: We were talking about this the other day where... Um, sorry, I'm trying to do two things at once. I'm ro- I'm I'm This guy,
1: it. he makes fun of me for multitasking and how bad I am at it. I've literally I'm, made I'm, a I'm career. R- I'm rossing it right now. I've made a career out of multitasking, and then i got to come in here and have this jabroni make fun of me for how I can't multitask.
0: Um,
1: somebody else in the office to hear my accurate use of the word. No, so
0: not. we were talking about um, the... The 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 legend, the story of the the Chinese farmer. I, it has nothing to do with anybody being Chinese. It could just be called the farmer.
1: No, I think I think where the what you're saying with Chinese is it is an it's an old I think Chinese proverb. Could that be that could be where uh, a farmer has a horse run away, and everybody in the town says, "Oh, that's such a horrible thing." And he says, "Well, maybe." Yeah. And the next day, the horse comes back off the mountain, and he's got seven mares with him, and everybody says, "Oh, man, that's an amazing thing." And he says, "Well, maybe." And the next day, his son is trying to break one of the mayors, and the mayor bucks him off, and it breaks his son's arm. And Everybody in the town says, oh, that's a horrible thing. And he says, well, maybe. Mm-hmm. And the next day, the Chinese military comes through to recruit every able-bodied male, and they can't take his son because he has a broken arm. Mm-hmm. And, 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 it, and the, the point of it is supposed to be um, bad things happen, good things happen, you might not know which is which yep. when they're happening and you just the the best thing to do is um ro- roll with the punches yep. man and and, then,
0: and and literally for you it seems like if you if you added up all the things that have happened and not only the fact that you you got your job back when that happened but i think in a lot of ways you kind of changed when that happened or maybe maybe that was the catalyst for some change yeah for you in terms of your attitude towards some things or your big, big recognition yeah. of some things yeah. or whatever. So in a lot of ways getting fired and especially publicly because you did get to hear what some people thought of you, which was good stuff. What was one of the best things that ever yeah. happened it's, to you? It
1: was Mark. I've said that on, and the, on that
0: day, it was the worst thing. Well, well, dude, one, one of the worst. It was,
1: it was the worst thing, dude. I cried. I was, I yeah. mean, I, I I'm, think back on it. I know I was North of 40, yeah, I was forty-one years old. I cried multiple times during that process, mm-hmm. just cr- like a baby. Yeah, because it was my life. And and yeah, man, it, I didn't think we'd talk about this. This is going to be fun here. I had uh, I had a lot of people over my career that worked in the building, that worked outside of the building. Yeah, that would say things to me that I thought were rude, things like Ross, you don't belong to that radio station. Mm-hmm. Like that, I am. W. H. O. Yeah. I love that place. Yeah. They would say things to me like, Ross, that place or this place doesn't love you as much as you love it. That's for damn sure. And I would say, you are crazy. You don't know, you don't know my coworkers and my bosses the way that I know them. You don't know them. I had people that would, when I would go above and beyond and do all that other stuff, I would have coworkers that would pull me aside and say, listen, man, there's no payoff to this. Yeah. There is no pot of gold at the end of this rainbow that you are building. Like, there is, there is. Watch. Cause someday they're gonna have to lay people off. And when they do, I'm the guy that can do all the stuff and do it for no money, and I'll get to save my job. And it all was bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> it was all bullshit. Yeah. yeah. Right. And the only thing that saved me was was real action from real people, whether it was Keith Murphy or it was listeners or it was the people that had that were spending the money. And I still don't know. Because yeah. I've heard I've heard all three stories from seven different sources who claim to know. What happened? Uh, you know why I was fired, why I was rehired, and I don't. And by at this point, I don't believe anything. The, the
0: why you were rehired seems to be the obvious part of the story in terms of what. Uh, what do you think it is? I mean, I, I really do think that at least some sponsors reached out and said, "Pull our budget." It was pull, either like do all of It was either that.
1: sponsors. It, or or but I don't think listener well, feedback had anything to do with no, it.
0: No, I mean I think a lot of listeners but probably tweeted Murph, or called in and said we're never listening to the station again. I think which, Murph which and would have Andy. Had some way.
1: I think Murph putting his nuts on the line helped us, helped us a lot. I, I really do. I think that Murph. Did
0: he? I mean, it, I don't want to speak for Keith, and you know, obviously, if he said it was private, so be it. But well, was there an insinuation that Keith said eh, we're going to go too? If all of these people go, I did don't it ever get think, to that. extent? So, I mean, I,
1: I, I will say I don't, that I don't know for sure. Yeah. Cause I was never in any of those rooms, obviously. Yeah. yeah. But I think that happened. Okay. Yeah. And I, and if it, even if it didn't happen, that's the legend I will always tell. Yeah. You know, Murphy. Yeah. He went to bat for us. No if doubt. There, about if there that. was ever a well,
0: moment, if, if there was ever a moment in your life and not, I know you well enough to, th- to know that you've never had this single thought in your head of where you ranked next to Keith Murphy. You found out that day. Well, no. Oh, they did oh, get fired. Yeah, I never
1: <laughs> you know, I never There g- were a couple of guys that didn't get walked out of the Dude, building that the deal. day. I never I always kind of knew my place. You know, yeah. we've talked about the ship of theseus uh, off the podcast. I think we've probably done it on the podcast before too, but I am a firm believer in the ship of theseus thing, which is essentially you are a part of a bigger system. And when you are no longer a part of that system, the system will keep rolling. Yeah, the machine keeps moving. It's a system. It's, the system. Yep, yeah. yep. And basically, you are a you are a deck plank on a larger ship. And someday you will rot. Yeah, and you will be ripped from the yep. deck and thrown overboard. And a new deck plank will be laid in in your place, yep. and the ship will sail on without you. And I and I always knew that.
0: Well, that, I hope that version of events is true. I mean, I I know. Keith, he's not a great friend of mine or anything, but I know we've, we've interviewed him on this podcast or some version of this podcast, at least twice. I think we've had Keith on, um, and uh, my interactions with him, he, he appears to be a genuine great guy. Yeah. Um, but it's rare, man. If he did that, if he, if he put his grapefruits, you know, on the line for you, then that's awesome because that's rare in this world, man. That's extremely rare. So, but anyway, you're still here. Hey, so I got to ask you, um, because I hogged the entire show last week. And even though it was a good show, my wife said, I can't believe you didn't ask Ross about this. Um, so I'm going to ask you about it right now, Ross fire away, dude. So my wife wanted a recap of, cause you, you had this interesting transition happen on, on our break that we never talked about, obviously, And that was from a show show ending.
1: (laughs) Holy cow, I did.
0: Yeah. Didn't even talk about it. That happened over the break. You had a show end. You had a new show begin. And -hmm. I think, I I don't know, well, I know that you didn't talk about this in depth on the radio because you guys never do that. But here's your chance to to say anything you want to about that transition, because I think we'd have some listeners that want
1: to know how that all went down and what transpired. You know, from the genuine reaction on my face when you said that, I didn't even know what you were talking about. When yeah. you when you said you had a big transition in your life, I was thinking in my life, what the hell happened?
0: Yeah. you like, and obviously knew what was going on. You were telling me some things, yeah, yeah. but it was like, it, it felt like when you announced you were leaving on the show, you were trying to... Let people know, listen, you kept saying, Jesus. I'm not going anywhere. I'm not going anywhere. And, but you couldn't say, I hey, guys, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll be on the morning show coming yeah. up pretty soon. Because so. as
1: you've probably learned, if you've listened to KXN over time, our, we we do have bosses and they, they do get some. They don't ever tell us like, hey, we want you to say this about Gary Barta or we want you to have this take about that. that that's not how it goes. But the interpersonal dynamics in the radio station, they do get to tell us what we can and can't say about that. Um, and that was, that's just, it's something I don't agree with, but it's something that I am a good soldier and I will, I'll play by the rules that the chief puts in front of me. And the chiefs said, you can't tell people what is actually happening. These are the, these are the phrases you can use. And they gave me like some, some parameters, if you will. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Making the move. It was something that had been in the works. It wasn't in the works for a long time. I mean, I was planning a change in my life. Um, and everybody knew that. I, I mean, um, when Chris and I, when when Chris left the afternoon show, my plan at that time was to probably be not far behind him in one form or fashion. And I, and I was hoping at the time that meant I could go back and do the morning show and do that because – it just it didn't it wasn't feasible for me to continue doing this. I, I can I can really make something nice out of this real estate thing that you've put in my life. I can do something great with this. I can make my family's life different. And working in the afternoons and shutting this thing down at one o'clock every day was holding that back. I'd seen that developing. I'd talked to the people in my life. I'm a very open book with all the people in my life. Talked to my wife, my kids. I'd talked to my bosses. Um. They came to me with an idea of having Sean come to the afternoons with me, and I loved that idea. I thought that was a, a, a decent idea for a while, and I would help Sean get his afternoon career started, and it'd be fun. I love Sean to death. Uh, but it wasn't ideal. It wasn't perfect for me because it was still going to keep me in the afternoons f- for that time period that I was still going to be on the radio. Then there was just this long period of inaction. I, 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 I After being told that Sean was going to be my, my partner – um I was left to do the show kind of by myself for the summer. and that made me mad, man. Like the getting fired made me upset two years ago, and I had a hard time getting over that. If I ever got over that, I don't think I did. in in one degree did I get over get over it,, uh, which is on me, but it but it's true. But then all of a sudden there was this deal of like, well, now I'm doing the longest show on the radio for by myself, in the afternoons, holding up my real estate stuff. You did a good job, by the way. I felt like I did a good job. I had fun. I, yeah. I, what I did, Mark, and I I talked to you about this almost every day, I was doing the radio show that I wanted to do every day. and I never once was sitting there going, I, I mean, I really, if I wanted to have Tommy Burch on, I had Tommy on. If I wanted to talk baseball in the middle of the summer, if I wanted to talk football, I just kind of did what I wanted. And I always got together with Chris. I don't mean like I was always tied to something else, but... I, I got to if I just wanted to go in and talk, I could just go in and talk. If I wanted to have guests, I could do guests, and it was fun. That but got got old, got old quick. So uh, I took a couple of long trips. Um, the first one, the, the, I combined two trips in the last minute that weren't supposed to be combined. My walleye or my my musky fishing trip up to Wisconsin for five days with my buddy Mike Zeismer from Milwaukee and then a trip up to northern Wisconsin with my daughter to go camping with my cousins. And, man, that windshield time was awesome. I drove to Duluth, Minnesota, then drove to Ontario, then drove back to Duluth, then drove to Des Moines, then the next morning drove to Anago, Wisconsin, Um, and then spent a couple days up there camping and drove back. And all of that, like, really refreshing time gave me this perspective of it was time to walk away, that my radio life was done, and I was totally at peace with it. So I came home that week and that day and retire and quit. I say retired, but I, that's how I looked at it. I was going to be done. And that was when uh my the boss at the radio station said, "Well, let's let's move you to mornings and that would make your your world better." So I spent a week kind of contemplating that decision and if that was the right thing and realized that that was what I'd wanted for the summer, right? If that would make things things better, I'm working with Travis again. Um I would love and at some point I will probably be uh, hooking up with Chris again, because that's, uh, that was just a lot of fun to do that radio show. Uh, I love what Sean is doing in the afternoons with Heather. Um, and Sean's going to be great. Caleb is amazing. And yeah. We're kicking butts in the morning and now everything's going great, man. I've spent like, when you said that I've made that transition, things have been so awesome, Mark. I've loved it. I get to golf, get to hang out with my friends. I've gone, I, I I've I get to go out at night and party with my buddies. Sometimes I have Friday night. I had a great night with some of my friends. Mm -hmm. Um, and none of that stuff I did before because I was either there till six o'clock when the parties were starting and I was not getting the invite or, uh, I was, I wasn't able to golf in the day unless we teed off at seven in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. So
0: it was was a very inconvenient time for you to be on the radio.
1: I've spent, yeah. I I, I saw you having to
0: shut it down. Um,
1: You know, many days. I tell people, when people ask me about it, man, I can't, I have a hard time putting into words, the right words of how much I'm enjoying I like the alarm going off at five o'clock. You and I are big on this subconscious thing too, Mark. I wake up before my alarm every day, not in a bad mood. I don't wake up with that thing of like, oh God, can I just get seven more minutes of sleep? Yeah. I wake up and if the clock says 4:53, I go sweet. I got to go do my 4:53. I beat the alarm again, baby. And I'll, yeah, then I I take that 7 minutes to sit there and maybe look at Facebook or Twitter or look at an email, yeah. you know what I mean? Do this stuff. I'm not supposed What time
0: to do. do you go to bed on average?
1: I have my phone set to remind me to go to bed at 8. Okay. I try to be shutting it down by 9 and in bed by 10. Okay. Yeah. So seven hours on a,
0: on a good night. Yeah. And
1: I would say that when I say shutting it down by nine, a lot of times that means I'm laying in bed and I got the earbuds in and I'm, I'm, I'm I'm counting sheep.
0: How would you describe the difference between the show you did with Chris for what? Seven years. Yeah. Something like that. And the show that you do now, other than not having a partner physically in the same room with you, obviously, um, but you, know, you and Travis did the show before, so and you guys do sound offs. So it's not like you were unfamiliar, but how would you describe the difference in the shows?
1: I, that's Man, I would like to hear other people answer that question. I mean it because I know there are major differences, major differences between the two, and I'm probably different around Travis than I am around Chris. I've always said, man, I'm kind of a chameleon. I adapt to my surroundings really well, and but but that means I'm changing, too. And uh, uh, so I, I think I'm different when I'm with Travis. I think that the show is probably a little bit more sophomore. Or I don't know if sophomore or juvenile are the right words. Chris would never talk about porn and anal beads and stuff like that on the radio. Chris would never. That just... He, does, he has no interest in that. Now, Chris will talk about how Freddy Got Fingered is the greatest movie of all time. But
0: they would do like some sausage. Right,
1: right. And he'll do that stuff. And so which one of those do you consider to be more sophomoric yeah. than yeah. the other? It's a different sense of humor. It, it, you know, Chris and Travis have different senses of humor, certainly. Chris is way more um, data-driven. Chris wants to. Ha- Chris wants to have... The uh well oh, Tay's got that, I hope. Yep, she does. Uh uh Chris wants to have the data where where Travis wants to have a conversation about how the data happened. Yeah. You know? Um and and I like I'm a lot more like Travis, but I think I play really well with Chris. That yeah. you know, Chris and I always have had a really good dynamic from the minute Chris and I met each other. And that was just one of the situations. I, I remember the day that I met Chris. I remember meeting Travis too. I'm pretty good with that weird stuff. But um I remember golfing with him uh up here at Briarwood, and we were in a, in an event together, I had some fun. Oh, your thing. Yep. No. Sorry, Hend. Oh, you're right. So, some business there. You're good. Um and just from that minute it was like hey, I can I I like this guy. We get along well. I remember meeting you. I remember coming down here to your office and you were a couple doors down in that little sliver. Mm-hmm. Um, meeting you and hanging out with you at your at the table. And I totally to don't remember I that. I know you don't. I'm an unimpressive guy and I do that intentionally. God, it was memorable for you. I do that intentionally. You know why? Because why why I, were you even there in the first place? Just- um, we came up here because I was part of the Fawcast.
0: Just that particular week. Yep like Chris was, asked you to come do it or yep,
1: okay. yep, I was the guest uh I yeah. was the guest on the podcast one Did we time. make you do anything, stupid? Yeah, it was fun. It was a lot of fun. We played a game. Um this was the same game, Mark. The first time that you were on the on KX with me, you played this same game. You brought strange words. Oh yeah. And then we had to come up with definitions. definitions. Yeah. I think the name of the game is like it's that Boulder Dash. Oh, uh, <sighs> Anyway, anyway, you you came up, and I remember playing that game because it was really fun and creative. Force is creativity. Um,
0: Yes, I was going to give you a a word that reminded me. Uh, Avuncular. It's a word I've heard before. Do you know what avuncular means?
1: Yeah, of course. Avuncular is when you flip your hat, the, the inside of your hat gets flipped inside out when you put it on. And you, you, you avuncular your hat?
0: That's called a rally cap,
1: Ross. No, no, only that little part that is flipped upside. The rally cap is the entire thing. A avuncular is the term for when the the inside of the f- is flipped out. Okay, that's completely I'm surprised you didn't know that.
0: <laughs> that's completely wrong. Uh, would you like it in a sentence? Sure. Okay. Uh, here we go. The president's chief of staff seems oblivious to the pressures that accompany. Well, that doesn't make sense. I don't even have the word in it. We're not going to use that sentence. Uh,
1: Wait, I, it, it finish it because what it says is no, the, no, pressure no, in our, no, the pressure The pressures that accompany when the president's hat of vunculars. Read, read the rest of it. You're afraid because you know that I'm right.
0: You got me. Uh, let's see. Um, here we go. All right. Uh Okay, the man living next door tries to be avuncular to all of the neighborhood children. Now, we can oh, take some... man. We can take this some directions. Yeah,
1: see, where I thought it was hat being turned inside out, what it turns out... Okay, now I get it. What's your guess, Ross? What's the definition? I think it means, um, okay, avuncular. And it says he the man next door tries to be avuncular yeah. to all the neighbors? Yep. I'm going to say it's a word for cordial or polite.
0: It's not a bad okay. guess. It essentially means... Uncle like,
1: okay.
0: A suggest oh, no, suggestive okay. of an uncle, especially in ki- uh, kindliness. Kindliness is that a Ivuncular. word? Avuncular. Kindliness.
1: Yeah, kindliness. Of course, next to godliness. Oh, cleanliness. Cleanliness, Ross. <laughs>
0: kindness. It kind of seems like a mix between Somebody cleanliness and those kindness. And I
1: hope people don't hear that and go, "God, Ross, a dumbass." No, I know. I'm trying to be funny.
0: vuncular.
1: Avuncular, so uncle like, yeah, uncle like.
0: So let me, so give me a word. I like to put you on the spot because you're a smart guy. Give me a word that you think it's used a lot that people don't actually know what it means.
1: Well, the easiest one here is literal.
0: Okay, yeah, <laughs> right. Literally, nobody knows that word.
1: Literally, people misuse it every s- sentence. They should say figuratively. To I'm gonna, I'm right. gonna literally die the next time that yeah. I hear somebody mess up.
0: That happens a lot. Can you think of a word though that um, people use a lot? They throw around and the, and the average person doesn't I actually am, know the definition. I'm, I'm
1: amazed at how many people say the word "irregardless"
0: instead of "regardless." Yeah, yeah. I
1: uh, I think that, and I think I feel like we've talked about this. The phrase that I've always that we hear I know, on, I, on almost a daily basis. I know where you're going with this. Is I, I couldn't, couldn't care, care, less. care less. Yeah. Yeah. Which and I and I think at this point I don't even fight back anymore. I just let people because it's it goes back to our initial con- or conversation we had earlier. You know what you're talking about. Yeah. We all know what you're getting. They at say there. they say Nathan, I couldn't Nathan care, Nathan care Nathaniel, less. Nathaniel, Nate, Mark, Marcus.
0: Yeah. I could care less. That's what they say. Meaning I couldn't care less. Yeah. Right. You know, it's like, well, you care a little bit then yeah. because you could because care you less could care you less. And
1: I less. I used to be that guy that would bring that up and then it was like, God, you're just such a little twerp.
0: Here's one that I think people screw up a phrase. I think people say uh, unknowingly, but I think they say for all intensive purposes.
1: Yes, yes, when it's intense and purposes. purposes. Yeah, yeah, I think
0: you hear that, intensive purposes quite a bit. I think we're saving some people right now. Whenever we do talks like this, there's somebody listening and saying, oh, man been saying
1: that. All right, can wrong. I save can Forever. I save a lot of people here? Yeah. And then, and I and again bite my tongue. I said I brought it up on the radio the other day, but then I didn't didn't okay. finish the point. Because I'm going to have a piece of candy. Come it on. bothers me when people say large numbers and they put and in there. So, Mark, what is what is this this uh this bag of peanut m ms has a large number of what is how many calories are per serving? 100 and fifty. It's not one hundred and fifty. Yeah, I think a lot of people do that. Ross. They do it. They, they. A lot of people do that. One hundred and fifty. It's one hundred fifty. One hundred fifty. Yeah, yes.
0: I, I, I hear. I yeah, I get where you're going with yep, this.
1: Yeah, I hear people do that all the time. Three hundred twenty. You know, Three hundred twenty. Oh, how many yards does Spencer Peters have? Oh, he only had hundred and forty-three yards. Yeah, no, that's. I no. bet. I bet like ninety percent of people say. That I know. I understand. They do. I understand. And I'm just. This is why I'm. I'm trying to help some people. I was trying to answer
0: it honestly, and I think I said one hundred and fifty.
1: You did. Yeah, you did. And most. Most of the people. People In our office, yeah, use the and and I don't say anything. 150, but I, but it is something that I, if I, it almost sounds better with the and. No, it does not. No, no. it doesn't. Twitter poll coming, it doesn't sound better with the and in it. It's, it's just, 100. it does. You know
0: why? Because you've got a hundred, Ross, and then
1: you've got another 50. I understand. That's why right. it's not like it's completely incorrect, it's a hundred it and is, fifty more, is. and and and. There's actually a really good, um, I probably Malcolm Gladwell. Let me think about this. As I'm telling this story, it's going to come to me. There's a really good podcast out about why Asian cultures are better at math, bigger brains. No. Has nothing to do with bigger brains. Has nothing to do with any sort of racist stereotypes anybody could possibly come okay, up. with.
0: Okay, this isn't racist at all. But I think compared to an average American, Chinese students work their butts off compared to. Has
1: average. nothing to do with. Okay, the work but I think thing. that's true. Okay, and 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 probably there's. We could dissect that because I bet there's a reason for what you're ex- experiencing.
0: Because their culture doesn't tolerate foolishness. Well, my like no, does.
1: no, no, because what you the the asian students you have been exposed to here in america mm-hmm. are the direct descendants of driven people yeah. who came here to america who who education is of vital importance it is right and yeah. so that's what that so then you look at that and go oh all asian people must be this way it's not necessarily the case here's why asian Cultures are better at math than than English speaking cultures, and it's partly to what you're talking about. It's the way that they count numbers. Okay. Now, the numbers are obviously the same universally, yeah. right? But when a when a large number is said in a lot of Asian languages, it is said a lot closer to what you're saying. It's said one hundreds and five tens and zero. Okay. Zero, zero tenths, essentially. Yep. They, they break the numbers down but via column. Yeah. And then that helps when you're adding multiple large-digit numbers. It's easier to hear them and, and your brain processes them in a much more visually yep. helpful manner that way. I actually had to do... But it doesn't change my stance that that number says one. Two points.
0: First of all, did you see the documentary called... I think it's called The Factory. About the glass, oh. auto glass company in yes. Ohio.
1: Yes. It was one of the first ones that the Obamas did. It, Correct. They produced that. Yeah. In yeah. that
0: documentary, a Chinese company bought an American manufacturing facility, whatever, and they make glass for cars. Yep. And that documentary showed how they do it in their factory and how we do it in our factory. And holy, buckets, holy Ross.
1: culture shock.
0: Yeah. Talk about a difference in, uh, I don't even want to say work ethic because work ethic means what you kind of feel like you
1: should do on your own. They're just made to kind of do that in a yeah, lot of ways, I mean, and, there's, and again, lots of reasons why, you know what I mean? In it's harder to get a job over there. And so workers' rights are- Like
0: they think it's crazy that we work five days a week. Yes. When they're working six, 12-hour yes. shifts. Right. Things like
1: that. And committed to the company in a way that yeah. would, would put Ross Peterson at iHeartMedia to shame. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's, and, and again, do that because the, for the same reason, Mark, this is a good conversation, man. I, I didn't think they do it for the same reasons that I did it because they're scared of the alternative. Yeah. They're, they, 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 you know for me i didn't realize the other possibilities and potentials that were out there that other people were telling me about and for those people there might not even be those other possibilities or potentials well when
0: you when you live in a communist country so you, you don't have the same opportunities as right. you, you, someone you, else you does. see
1: you and i have had this conversation about that perspective of success when you see somebody in your community and they live a happy life and and then you see people in your community that don't live a happy life and you see the guy in the, that live the happy life he sold his soul to the to the company store, man. Mm-hmm. He went there and he became the Sitgo guy, and he be and he all, all of his stuff had the Sitgo brand on it. And he became Sitgo Bill, and and he just dedicated his life to it. And man, he retired a happy guy. And there were these other people in my community, and they tried to make their own way, and it didn't work out so well for them. Mm-hmm. It's so I think you know there there are reasons why it's deeper than it's not something that you are like oh I was born. I was born Chinese, therefore I am going to be a six out, six week, six day a week guy working twelve hours, selling myself to the company store, and you Americans are just so lazy. You want to, no, 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 no. It's different. We yeah. come. It's a different background. It's a different culture. It's uh, it, it's different bloodlines. It's all this stuff. Mm-hmm. All, although
0: I do think in that actual documentary, somebody that's being interviewed thinks that we're lazy. They
1: mm-hmm. are. Well, Mark, <laughs> yeah. just like
0: yeah. You will everywhere, man. We Although we make, look at that, or I looked at that documentary, and I thought you guys are insane. Exactly, you right. Know, and
1: they, so it, it's a. Perfect it's all example about of work. It's all about work for yeah. you guys.
0: It's not about spending time with family. Not it's not all. about a lot of things. It's about, yeah, you know, work. But anyway, this math problem. I got two math things because people tune into this to hear about math. Yes, they do. So uh, was, my, son, was, was yeah, my son,
1: I was top-rated math podcast. Yeah, my
0: my son Seton said. Uh, Dad, I need you to do a problem. And literally on his homework, it said have a family member do this problem and explain how they. Oh, um, yeah, he spilled a little bit there. I
1: just a little bit, a little drop of my Dunkin' Donuts coffee, best drive-through coffee in Des Moines. By the yeah. way,
0: yeah, Ross didn't know we had a Dunkin' Donuts a mile from here, and it's his favorite. Like, literally, did not know it's been here for years, and he did not know yes, anything. So great about it? Donuts. It tastes
1: exactly the same as every other Dunkin' Donuts extra for large light roast with two creams and sugars I've ever had.
0: It's awesome. Thanks for the story. So um, it was. Have your have your family member explain how they do this particular problem. Okay, and I'll and this is interesting because people process math problems differently. They okay. see it differently. I have a feeling you'll be similar to how I did this one. So I'll give you a simple one. Okay. Talk us through how you're solving this. You don't get to use your phone or a piece of paper. You won't need one. All right. Twelve times fifteen. Do it in your head, but tell us how you're doing it.
1: Okay. I how I'm going to do twelve times fifteen is I'm going to take 15 times 10, mm-hmm. make that 150, mm-hmm. and then I'm going to take 15 times two yep. with 30, yep. do 150 plus 30 to give me 180. That's exactly
0: how I did yep. it. And kids these days don't do it that way.
1: They're they're being taught it. And I think,
0: this is me, I think it's BS. I just do. Because how you did it was very simple and you got got you to the right answer, didn't it? Yeah. It's not like I got to break it down into this and then I got to draw some smiley faces and then I got to do this and then I got to do this. I think math gets massively overcomplicated. Now math teachers that are listening to me might be saying Mark stupid. and That's a possibility, but (laughs) like what's what's wrong with solving a problem that way? You know, you break it down into what you know immediately, which is pretty much any adult should know what 10 times 15 is. And then you got to hold that one in your head for a second. That answer Figure out the rest. Add them together. You've got the answer. I'd be interested to know how our audience does it differently. Yeah, uh, like how is someone that's a else fun one doing too. it?
1: That's that's a fun one to see how people do that and, and the way they go about it. Um, and I wish that we had some. I'm trying to think if I've got somebody in my life that we could reach out to. I think my cousin Johnny might be able to do this because he studied in Japan for a while. Yeah. Because if we could have somebody that broke down for us, Mark, how that, how that word. How oh, that math problem you just presented to us is said in different languages. The way I understand this podcast that I'd listened to from Malcolm Gladwell, I am almost certain that it, that's who it was, was that it would it would sound different. It yeah. would be more like ten. I don't know. I can't don't even get, know. I, I can, I don't even let know. me let yeah. me but give you one. Let me give you one more. And This better. is
0: where I got lost on math. Okay. Okay. Because there was a point in my journey. My wife will say, "Oh, you're good at math." I'm good at functional math. Yeah. I can. I'm a real estate agent, so I can figure out what three percent of something is in yes. my head. I can figure out sales tax. I can figure out tips. I can figure out stuff like that. But when the rules start getting crazy. Or just make no logical sense to me. That's where it starts to to lose me. So I'm going to show you this oh, problem. I'm going to no, read it too. You're
1: going to give me some parentheses, aren't you? All right, here go. So oh, here's your crack. here's your
0: here's your problem. At home, people can solve it. All right. So minus two hundred. Okay? okay. Minus a minus one hundred and fifty. All right. So look at this. Look at this equation, Ross. I wrote it down.
1: Minus so negative two hundred. Yep. Minus in parentheses negative 150
0: okay so what's the rule so
1: man i have no freaking clue okay
0: so the rule is and again if we're wrong hey the beauty is no one can correct us now they can correct us later right the beauty of this is here's here's the thing two negatives equal a positive so do you remember that rule this
1: is what i was going to say and it's making it up in my head yep is that 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 would actually be, yeah, yeah, that's in my head I was thinking that exact thing, that that negative 150 inside the parentheses yep. with the minus next to it essentially meant you would add yeah, that Yeah, so this is why
0: math is confusing. So that, you got nothing but is, negatives on the here. Answer
1: uh, no, the answer is 50. No, the answer is negative 50. Neg-
0: I believe, correct us if I'm wrong, audience, if you take minus 200 minus a minus 150, so you got two minuses next to each other,
1: I believe the answer is minus minus fifty. But I but we could both be wrong here. Yeah. Now, hey John, then, how
0: did you do in math, bud? And John's and over there
1: working. The thing, like when you this is what always confuses me because my son is just getting to this point of starting to do geometry Johnny, and, come here. and and getting into more advanced algebra and, and getting more advanced math.
0: Do you know the answer to this math problem? And dude can I can't you, I can't were you good at math or were you bad at math, John?
1: Can somebody explain to me the practical application of that math equation? When when would you ever need to have a negative next to a negative in parentheses? Like, wh- what are you what are you figuring what? out? No, it's not. Oh, yeah. John, Johnny, obviously, John does doesn't the same either. math Dude, You're, you're doing, doing the same thing we did. We don't Johnny, know. Johnny,
0: our answer is that the two negatives next to each other turn into a positive. So minus 200 plus 150. But the point is, this is where I got lost in math with stuff like this. Because, Ross, what this reminds me of in real life is this reminds me of... When you magically get a runner at second base in Major League Baseball and extra innings for no reason. He just <laughs> appears out there. So what you're telling me is these two negatives magically turn into a plus.
1: Why? How? Because the rule says that. That's, what, that's my point, John. That's what I was just asking. How, when the hell does it? A I, scientist need to know, know it, I guess. I don't know. You know, like uh, the, I have a few times in my real estate career, I have needed to figure out the area of an odd shape. Yep. You have a garage that has a strange shape, and you have a buyer that wants to know how many square feet. Which you are can in figure
0: it. out square footage easy.
1: You can, you absolutely can. It's a very simple thing to do if you if you know how to do it, yeah. right? But it's also x times y, mm-hmm. and then sometimes you're doing x times y plus x times y yeah. in, in, in on another yeah. bracket, yeah, and that's. Those are pretty easy to figure out what I, what I, when I see math problems and it's like solve for X and it goes into all sorts of different parentheses and negatives and fractions. I just think to myself sometimes I, I remember going through that in high school and I, and yeah, why, when am I ever going to need the
0: that? math journey for me was I get it, I get it, I get it, I get it. Nope. You I right. totally, totally, totally Another do not get it anymore. It. I just thing. got lost, dude. It's like. Yeah, I don't know. And I, again, I'm sorry we're talking about math, but somebody out there again, listening to this listen, easily understands this equation Mark, and what and why it is.
1: They didn't tune into Iowa's top rated math podcast to to expect no math. Okay? The moral
0: of this story is you got to find a niche in life, and ours is talking about math equations. So Seems have you have something. you had to do that with Eli yet? If you had to pitch in and help on anything,
1: yeah. I mean, from time to time. I okay. mean, uh, man didn't get a lot of homework
0: cuz we're getting to the point quickly with my son where he's going to be coming to me with any of these particular questions and I'm going to have to tell him I don't know. I mean that's the answer. But my I'm going to say friend, go to Google. But my good friend Google. Knows. Yeah, I'm <laughs> going to say go to Google, go to YouTube or go back to your math teacher and ask because dad ain't able to help you anymore. I mean, he'll get he's he's smart with math. He gets it and he's going to quickly get beyond where I ever was comfortably. So that'll be a sad moment <laughs> for me. Maybe it'll be a proud moment. Be like, oh man, my son is officially when it comes to math smarter than me, which is which is awesome. So, um, we uh, we're going to shut down here pretty soon, Ross, oh, because okay. I've got a twelve yeah. fifteen call. I got to jump right, off.
1: Get the hell out of here, then. Hell, I. Was, uh, I'm by, by the way, did you see we, that uh, did, one of our first stories has become a movie? Yes, greatest beer run ever. I was going to ask you if you have a I story. haven't seen it yet. Oh, I I not, not if we're gonna if you're cutting out on me. No, I got uh, got my wife coming up here to go to lunch with me. I'm going to Vegas. Um, I'm going to go ride the gondolas in the Venetian and take a photo without you. And Oh, yeah, that's what, gonna gonna, that's
0: what we're going to talk about. That's what we're going to wrap up our show I'm with. I'm
1: going to put my hand over an imaginary person. and We're
0: going to wrap up our show with you're going to Vegas.
1: Cry a little.
0: So you, uh, you're you actually at least doing one cool thing, maybe a couple.
1: Staying with Lossie? Oh, man.
0: <laughs> this is a podcast It's always been about... about uh, open book and truth and all of that stuff. We're not gonna. We're not gonna. We're not gonna, we're know, not gonna, gonna open book. We're that not. Happens. We're not gonna go down that road. <laughs> it's a good idea. We're not gonna go down that road. <laughs> Ross is staying with somebody on this trip that you know is gonna be an interesting. Let's roommate. just say Let's,
1: that it is. Uh, it, a lot of people have that phrase. Hey, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. You're. You're.
0: Yeah, with one of those people. So, uh, but you are, um, you're going to Vegas what tomorrow morning. Tomorrow morning, yeah. I leave bright and early. You're going to have a full
1: Wednesday in Vegas, basically. Whew, too much, dude. Are
0: you I, meeting mean, up with uh, BK?
1: No, BK's not going to be there until late Wednesday night. We was hoping that that was going to be the case, but his flights have been delayed a couple of times now, so he'll actually be the last one there. So I'll be arriving in Vegas around 10. The rest of the crew will show up a little bit afternoon which gives me about three and a half, four hours in Vegas by myself. The irony is I could be joining you guys, and I'm
0: opting not to.
1: I so. just thought you were about to say, and I haven't decided yet. I was <laughs> like, oh, my God,
0: do it. No, oh, I've, I've, I've definitely decided. It's uh, not it's not the year for Mark to go to deal, Vegas. Here's the Mark,
1: and I, and, I, and I know some of the guys will listen to this. Uh, I was going to back out. Yeah. I was real close. And the reason I didn't is because they, they actually booked the trip this year based around me. What? Yeah, man. When we were planning the trip this year, Yeah. Uh, Grove was nice enough to convince everybody that we should do it during the Iowa by week so that I didn't have to miss a sound off. That's nice. Yeah. It's nice at Grover. And so last week when it was kind of getting to that point, it was like, man, this is just kind of not a great time for anybody to be going and traveling. And I was not necessarily thinking, I mean, money obviously is a part of it because the yeah. economy is sucking right now. We didn't get to all that, but uh, just with all what's happening in the world. And I don't really. I've been away from the Yeah You said
0: you don't want to be in Vegas when Russia uh, shoots off the nuclear warhead at uh, I'd the Ukraine. Be home
1: with, I'd rather be home with my family when when the world starts to fall apart, and I feel like we're pretty close to that. Getting getting ha- getting, Man, getting yeah, set off here. Yeah, that's another
0: subject entirely. But yeah, I don't. I don't know if that's obviously. We hope that doesn't happen. But
1: yeah, you know. and I don't think it will impact too much. I mean, I'm not. I'm not like scared that like a bomb goes off here. I don't mean that. No. I just mean that. If they, if something does happen, it's very possible that they would shut down air travel or something like that. And and I do not want to be stuck in Las Vegas. More windshield time for Roscoe driving home. I would. Yeah. I'd head north to Idaho. I got a cousin that lives up in uh, a, in a town up there. I'd head there. Yeah. Interesting. uh, And then come and then head east out of there. But anyway, that, uh, that hopefully I don't have to deal with that. I don't even want to think about it. Going to spend tomorrow. I'll walk around Vegas for a while, probably get some lunch and then wait for the boys then Thursday we are golfing, yeah. which is the highlight of this trip and really the point That's of That's what going I was going to
0: ask you. Uh, you're you're golfing at one of the best uh courses in Vegas. I don't know which course we're golfing at, do you? Uh I no, I don't, but I think it's several hundred dollars around the type of course and it's free, right? For you, it's you, comped.
1: It's comped because we have a friend that gets a lot of different points yeah through his uh, uh trips to Vegas and just activities that he does and so that how, that he's nice enough to share those points with us. Yeah. And it, and when I say nice enough to share the points I mean like he has told me many times it's something that he gets a great joy out of sharing this stuff yeah. with us. Yeah. You know what I mean? And because I've I've I try to be very thankful and appreciative yeah. for these uh these fun opportunities. I was going to invite
0: you to dinner. So I had a $500 free dinner coming on this trip. Sorry. Can't give it to you. Literally. Yeah, $500. That was going to say, come on, boys, let's go get some food. So I feel like. I, I mean, feel like. With the group of eight. You dirty, yeah, no, 500 wasn't going to come. Gonna say, 500, you could, you
1: could have at least taken us it like could have been You and me, though.
0: I thought we were going to do a gondola ride together and then we were going to go Aww. do some candlelight dinner together and we would have used up that 500.
1: We're going to go to Hell's Kitchen. Yeah.
0: It's uh. Some beef Wellington Never meals. been there, by oh, the way. I dude. see it every time you pass oh it on the strip. Oh, my gosh. I've never been there because it's always booked up.
1: You should next time. It's made by it's Gordon, Gordon right Ramsay's yeah. uh, restaurant. Yeah. Literally and right on the strip. Right it on the is strip. on the street. It's awesome place. Awesome place. Yeah. Never been. And the beef Wellington is melt in your mouth delicious. Yeah. Um, uh, Yeah, you're making me jealous. So I won't
0: change my mind. I'm not going. No, I don't
1: blame you. I don't blame you. I am. uh, uh, will you do
0: me a favor because I'm a glutton for punishment. Will you send me a few tease shots when you're out there? You know, like if you go to a, a really, really cool restaurant
1: tease shots yeah
0: send it send it back my way I okay say, I'll, I'll all right because you <laughs> i want to live vicariously through you <laughs> i
1: wondered what you were saying
0: there because i was like what, I, like what am i underpants
1: yeah no no
0: I, what Should I, in, send in, me the castanza. in
1: my mind i th- and i think that what you were what some listeners were probably thinking of vegas especially after we said though well, what stays in vegas yeah, I think yeah, more yeah. of the gambling stories anything yeah the uh what i in my head for a minute it was like is Mark expecting me to, like, go to strip clubs and take a picture? <laughs> That's not exactly... Because I'm
0: not going to a strip club, Mark. Dude, I would honestly, like, uh, and I know you're not for Aaron... Well, Aaron never listens, but Ross is not going to a strip club. But yeah, the, the, she, thought, she knows. The, thought, the thought of you going into a strip club, <laughs> I just picture you, hands in your pockets, you know, kind of leaning back against a wall, totally, totally uncomfortable... With the whole scene and the whole situation. You're friendly, so you would chat with a stripper? Yes. Not with any negative intentions whatsoever. But You'd be like, so how long have you been working here? You are nailing me. That would totally, totally be what you would do. I've
1: told you, dude, I was- Is this your only job or do you have a day job? I was a DJ in a strip club for two nights. Yeah. And it was the first time in my life, that second night was the first time in my life that I was like, okay, I found my uncomfortable zone. Yeah, I I always thought I you know I can handle anything and I'm yeah a, uh, I'm 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 a roll with the punches guy and I'm a go with the flow guy yeah. and I walked down the stairs of that strip club into that dressing room yeah. and turned the corner and instantly went
0: too far it yeah, was a, it was too a new far. world for you you're Mister Eye Contact at the strip club that's how I would describe Mark, you, you, you you're, you're, which is not a bad thing you're dude. missing
1: one thing that you're nailing it you're okay. missing one thing. I am literally the guy that will sit there with you. I ruin a strip club experience for everybody that I'm with because I go to my friends yeah. who are oogling at some girl. Oh, man, look at her. Yeah. Oh, look at her. And they go, Ross, look at her. And I say something stupid like,
0: Yeah, where do you think things went wrong, man?
1: Why did <laughs> Why do you think she's here? You know she's got a father, right? Do you think they think there's like daddy issues or did, did, you know, like... Yeah, no,
0: 100%. I kind of want to just talk to her and see if she's ever thought about other career options. I'm not even putting you down, Ross. I think like that's a good thing. What we're describing is a good thing. It's, uh, but uh, yeah... Like I can, I can picture without ever having seen you in that environment. I, I feel like what I've if got I told it nailed you that, already.
1: What if I told you that last week I spent a couple days defending myself away from being called a sexist? You did, and a misogynist, and a few other things. When was that? Bar stool, bro. yet uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Just you know,
0: what did you say? Give us a I I don't even. Uh, it was. I don't. What's even, a quick synopsis? Uh,
1: my what I said. I don't remember what it was that got people upset, honestly. But I, okay. but I think this was what, on your show. It was on our show. Yeah, we were talking about the last Thursday night's NFL game. Saw oh, big time, big, 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 big sucked. time. And uh, you know, there were some funny tweets out there. Like, man, I didn't realize Iowa played Iowa on Thursday yeah. night, and things like that. Yep, well, yep. one of the guys from Barstool wrote a tweet that said, "Watching this game was like watching a high school girls' basketball game." Okay, uh, that upset some people, sure. and one of the people that upset was my friend Steph Copley. You know yep. Stephanie I, Copley yep, on, do, yep. on Twitter, yep. and she's a big I state, state fan. fan yep. Yeah. And she she sent out a tweet that was like, Man, this is a this is you know low hanging fruit and you're sure. this is stupid for you to pick on high school girls. Yeah. To which Mark Freund from T V thirteen, he replied to that tweet and said you know, it's kind of typical for a barstool employee. It seems like being a misogynist is uh, is a prerequisite to be. It's to kind of their brand. Barstool. I would think. See, and I don't know the barstool brand well enough to know it's, that. It's okay? frat boy culture. That's okay, and that's that makes sense. I did know. I guess I did know that. Yeah. That brought on this shitstorm onto Mark Oh, uh, Okay. Because what he did was he called down the thunder of a cult. Right. He, yeah. He says, "Hey, Barstool isn't." isn't very cool all the time. Yep. The problem, what the mistake that Mark made and what we talked about on the show was painting with that broad brush sure. by saying everybody at Barstool is a misogynist. Yep. Uh, and I don't even have to work there to know that's not the case. And I also don't have to work anywhere to know every place has yeah. their version of a misogynist or something like sure. that where uh, that you could look at and go, I don't want this guy representing the brand all the time. Yep. So that started that conversation. Steph called in and explained her position, and in our conversation with Stephanie, people took it to the, took Travis and I to be talking down to her okay. and to be um, exploiting the bar stool frat boy culture yep and yeah, so we got some ang- angry tweets that were like we're never I'm unfollowing and I'm never listening to because Ross and I so anyway this uh, this is my thing. People that know me, if you, if some, if one of my friends says to me, Ross, I think that you're out of line and you're making some sexist comments and that stuff you put on Twitter, because my friends are like that. My yeah. friends like you yeah. are the guys that when you're out of line, they go, Hey, man, you're out of line. Yep. Uh, if if one of my friends, if if one of my black friends says to me, Hey, man, I think that some of the stuff you're saying here is has some racist tones to it. I'm gonna listen to that. Yeah. If somebody on Twitter, yeah. <laughs> says to me that they didn't like my tone and they think that I'm a that I'm a sexist and a misogynist. Change it or I will unfollow you. It doesn't affect me in the least. Like I don't yeah. even. I, you need to know them, know them to care. I do. About, I'm lucky about. about I'm opinion. lucky in that way, man. I know a lot of people care when things like that come at them. I'm lucky in that I I kind of have this thing of well, my dad didn't say it about me, so I'm <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, that's all we
0: can talk uh, to this uh, racist, sexist co-host of mine, Ross. Hey, have fun in Vegas. Be careful. People getting stabbed out there and all sorts of stuff, dude. We live in a messed up world, so I'm not surprised. Vegas is just a little, little bit more than that.
1: I'm hoping maybe go to Absinthe.
0: Absinthe is really cool. Absinthe's that's a cool a show. show. That's a cool show.
1: I'm gonna go have one nice dinner. I'm not gonna drop. I'm not gonna drop two hundred dollars on a dinner. But I, would rec-
0: re- I would recommend checking out absinthe. It's really hard to explain. We won't do it here, but it's just humans fun. being humans being really really talented at weird things. Yeah, that's that's what a, what it is. With a with an and, ex, and, and the, the host definite, of it is very x rated not yeah. there's no nudity no nudity, no nudity, nudity show but, but there's but plenty of language and suggestive humor. yeah 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 <laughs> it's definitely adults only all right thanks everybody for listening uh, hey next week tune in Ross is going to tell
1: us all about Vegas because he promises yeah, it won't every, stay there every detail all right we'll see you later.